On this week's Bet the Process podcast, we first delve into college football, uh, a hectic weekend with a bunch of big upsets. We talk about what that what that affects in the futures market. Rufus, myself, is in Vegas and is hitting that futures market, so I kind of talk about what I picked. We go over last week's picks and give this week's picks. On our section of talking about gambling news and hot topics from Gambling Twitter, we talk about RJ Bell and Neil Greenberg, mostly RJ Bell. Then we move on to the NFL, where we talk about Mahomes, Jeff's favorite person, again, what's happening to the Patriots before getting into divisional races and futures, and then moving on to this week's picks. As always, the Bet the Process podcast is brought to you by the Action Network app, which is the best place to track all your picks. So with that, let's start the process. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the Bet the Process podcast, where two former ESPN predictive analytics experts, me, Jeff Ma, and Rufus Peabody, who is in Las Vegas, the States, the United yes, States, all of them. You're in all of the United States? I'm in, I'm in the great state of Nevada. You are. You are Silver a great state. state, which is no longer unique, unfortunately, because lots of states are starting to have legalized betting. Used to be, used to be so unique. It did. You know, things can't be so unique. Things are either unique or not. They're kind of binary. You can't. Everyone says something's very unique. That's it's not, you can't qualify unique. I think. Right. It, it's like saying something's a low priority. If it's a low priority, it's not a priority. That's an oxymoron. No, it's not the same sort of screw up. It, the oxymoron. Is like when you say things are like the opposite. This right. is not the, the priority opposite. This means is like quali- this is like redundantly qualifying something. Right. I, I, I don't know th- why people say we. I don't know why people say we argue like a married couple. I have no idea why they say that. No it's, idea at all. Uh, all right. Well, let's jump into uh, college football, and it's pretty exciting because you are in Las Vegas, which means that you are running around town uh, taking down. Futures numbers that you like, but before getting into some of those, let's recap last weekend's games. Obviously, there were some pretty big things that happened, some upsets, um, Virginia Tech, um, Mississippi State, and um, Oklahoma even was in sort of a a dogfight. So in terms of game grades, were there things that sort of popped out? Um, You know, was Virginia Tech, obviously they were probably as bad as it seemed. Was Oklahoma as bad as they seemed? Yeah, I mean, both those teams took big tumbles. Virginia Tech, I mean, losing to Old Dominion, what, we had them at like 50-1 to 1 to win the national title. Yeah, we were week. like ready to become big Hokies fans. It's oh, yeah. Bullshit. And and now they're like a, like 1,150-1 to 1 is like the true price. So, like, not <laughs> so you're only saying that our 50-1 to 1 is not our fifty to one is not value anymore? It, no. It's, <laughs> it, it, if you listen to our podcast and bet that, I'm very sorry. They, they 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 graded out seventy eighth out of one hundred and eight teams last weekend, and yeah, it, it's not good. And Oklahoma wasn't much better. They they got the win. They graded out thirty fifth against Army, but at least they're still undefeated. But that fifteen to one we gave out on Oklahoma is no longer good either. So yeah, not well, what not is, good. What do you what do you have your odds, true odds? 
Oklahoma at 21 to one. And I actually just bet 25 to one at a few places around town. Wow. So, so not bad, but it, it was a, it, it was kind of the first weekend where we've seen kind of the landscape change. Miss, yeah. Some of these teams that, that we had pretty high have, have kind of moved around. What about a team like Alabama Stanford? kept winning? Yeah. Well, Alabama is just boring. Um, remember when you gave out the Alabama under for the season? At like 11 and a half, all they have to do is lose one. <laughs> I mean, that's looking less and less I think it was 11. I think you gave out 11 under. You liked 11 under. I don't even remember if we gave, I don't remember giving out college football unders. We did. You totals. also said Akron under. You don't remember talking about Akron under? Are they any you good? Need to like actually listen to our podcast and then you might remember some of these things. <laughs> Rufus can't hear it, stand the sound of his own voice. So he actually doesn't ever improve on the way he speaks about things because he doesn't ever want to just hear what he says. Um, what about don't, don't mess with perfection? That's what I always say. <laughs> what about Stanford? Stanford. Are they Stanford? You college in Stanford? Yeah, the the fake Ivy. The college that's in the um, you know Jeff, well, Jeff. Let's play. Guess what Rufus's odds on Stanford winning the national title are? Your true odds. Yeah, what do you think my true odds are? My model. You know all. You, you know where I've stood. Sixty to one. Mm-mm, too high. Wow. Eighty to one. Two hundred and sixty to one. Wow. Like I still have. I I project Stanford losing three point one games. They're just not that good. Interesting. Like they're very very lucky to be undefeated. Obviously, if any. Like I didn't watch the game, but but Cade was telling me about it and. Yeah, they were, they, they, there was some. They were inches away from losing. They were inches away from being down thirty-one to seven or thirty-eight seven in the third quarter. No, 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 no. They were inches from being down three scores, I think, or maybe three and a half scores. I don't know. Yeah, it it was looking kind of dicey. I actually in-gamed them, so I was really about that. I did. I didn't in-game them when they were like way down. I in-gamed them when they were like two scores down or something. My my brother's girlfriend went to Stanford and said it was the best football game she's ever watched. Hmm. I don't know. Do you think it was that good of a game? No, I mean it was the best football game I've ever college football game I've ever watched is like Texas USC national championship game. Like uh, that's a whole another or like Georgia Oklahoma last year in the semifinals was pretty damn good. It no, was. Dude. I think I was in Morocco, so I didn't get to watch the entire game because it was, that like was a pretty good. Late, I mean, it was a good. It was a good game. If you were a Stanford fan, it was certainly a good game. But like the magnitude of the game, you know, it's two teams that could very well be like battling for fourth place in the Pac-12 or something. So no, you're right. I mean, I, I, like Stanford's undefeated, but but they moved up from 26th to 21st in the ratings this week. So. You know, they're they're right around their Texas, West Virginia, Florida, Missouri territory. Like, which doesn't mean they're bad, but they're just not in that. Like, I would have Alabama as a three-touchdown favorite against Stanford on a neutral field. Hmm. You'd have Alabama a three-touchdown favorite over a lot of teams, though. So here's a question for you, though. And, and I, I actually just bet some Georgia to win the SEC at, like, plus 325 and then again at plus 280. And... My thought is that, I mean, you know, this is what the model spit out, the simulation spit out. But, but basically, you're betting like Georgia's basically guaranteed to make the SEC uh, championship game. They're going to win the SEC East, barring something remarkable and unforeseen. But 
and, and most likely Alabama will be there too, right? So what do you think the spread would be Alabama against Georgia? In On a neutral? On a neutral. Well, isn't the SEC championship game in the Georgia Dome generally? Yeah, it's in the Georgia it's game. in Atlanta, so... So Georgia gets a little bit of home field. No, no, sure. no. That's that's new. I mean, that is neutral. Is it because there's familiarity that like I went to that now. I guess that's. I mean, I went to the national championship game last year, and that was obviously the same two teams in the same stadium, um, and it was definitely a little bit more Georgia, but there was a ton of Alabama there people too. So I, I doubt there's very much home field. And um, there's not I'd a lot say, of travel time for either team, to be quite honest. So. I would, I mean, I would say Bama, especially if the way Bama keeps playing the way they are, I would say Bama would be favored by six. That's basically what I have it. I actually have it almost, yeah, I have it as, let's see, can I do math? Five. I have it as five. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think the true line probably should be closer to that, but I think what will end up happening is they're going to have to shade it towards Bama. I mean, you had Bama winning that game last year. You have the notion that, like, Maybe if Tua had played that whole game, it wouldn't have even been that close. And um, you have Bama, you know, looking as great as they've looked going into that game. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you end up having value again on Georgia in that game. I agree, because I don't, I don't see a, a money line of over plus 300 there. I mean, a, a spread of five is not a money line of plus 300. Right, right, and that so, I, what I what I what I made, right that you, that line won't be five probably. I mean, we don't know. There's there's a lot of football left to be played, but but actually, the Golden Nugget has a look ahead line for if the championship game, the college football playoff championship game, is Alabama against Georgia. You can get like ten. I think it's ten and a half, which I would love to bet that Georgia plus ten and a half, except for the fact that like there's a ten percent chance that that's a national championship game, and so I'm. Like giving, um, I'm basically tying that money up for a few months for a 90% chance that I'm giving them an interest-free loan. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think that's a great bet. But more more Georgia futures, more Georgia. Did you bet any other college futures while you were doing your run? I did. I did. I, I hit a few of them. I hit. I hit. Um, I hit Georgia. I, I I loaded up on Georgia basically between nine and seven to one. Go dogs, Jeff! Jeff go. I get to hear you typing on your keyboard again. It's so much go fun. Go dogs, go dogs. Um, yes, Georgia. I got some Oklahoma at twenty-five to one, and I got some Penn State at thirty-three to one and forty to one. Which oh, I like. Penn State now so I, is a new one. And Penn State, and if they win against Ohio State, it's basically if they win against Ohio State, it's a three-team parlay needing uh, to win that the Big Ten title game and then win the semifinals and the finals of the playoffs. So. Because they're basically in the driver's seat in the Big Ten East if they win this Saturday. Obviously, they're an underdog, um, but that's gonna—I mean—that's the biggest game of the season so far, bar none. So, what do you what What are your true? What's your true price on Penn State? My true price on Penn State national title or make like uh, 21, 21.2 to one. I have them as twenty five percent to make the playoff. Uh, twenty percent to win the conference. Yeah. So they're plus three thirty nine hundred even on Chris. So plus thirty, you can get thirty nine to one. Yeah, that's an excellent price. Why did I take thirty to one? Uh, because you're betting legally in Vegas. Ding ding ding. See what I did there? Were you trying to Were you trying to set me up? 
Were you trying no, to No, I was just I was just making fun of myself for not taking the best of it. No. Well, you know, sometimes you need to do the right thing, Rufus, and you are uh, always doing the right thing. Uh, it's, okay. It's, it's funny though. Honestly, it's funny how much these these futures odds vary in Vegas. For example, Oklahoma, I got them at twenty five to one, but at the Westgate and MGM has ten to one. Like some of these places, like juice it up a ton. So basically, your position now is as long as Bama and Ohio State don't or Ohio State don't win, you you're okay. <laughs> well, I don't want Clemson either. I mean, I have a, only a few teams I'm on. Did you adjust, are you adjust your rankings at all with um, Kelly Bryant being out of there and that the rookie, the freshman, the young? Yeah. So what happened with that? I mean, like this. He, Maybe he's he's gonna, just, he just announced. Right? He, what's that? Like, well, I, I'm guessing the the rookie, the freshman's better, right? Yeah, I mean that's the general thinking. The general thinking is that Kelly Bryant was sort of just a pretty mediocre, um, you know, gets the job done. Um, you know, game manager kind of kind of thing, like a perfect um, Alabama quarterback, right? But this is not well. You know, the Tua I think is the Heisman favorite now. So yeah, with all your all your we now can see if there's this, you know, Alabama bias or whether Tua can win a, a a Heisman. So Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback of the freshman that's going to be starting, and then Kelly Bryant is now going to be transferring because he's not starting. So. Right. I, I think it's crazy. These guys are like, I mean, why would you say you're transferring in the middle of the season? Like you can't these really are, leave. These are, these are kids. They're kids. Of course they're, they're kids. kids. But, and like, but, and like, it's just the, the freshman could get injured and yeah. he, they could, they could be in need of him. But like, you what, what are you going to do by transferring like, to the middle of the season? Like, yeah, you have, feel you, your feelings are hurt. You feel rejected, but like, you want to let everyone know. Part like, of, isn't part it of sort of, Part of maturing as a person to be able to deal with adversity and sort of this whole sort of team spirit. I think I think maturing as a person is being able to deal with diversity, not adversity. <laughs> so, um, okay. Uh, you want to do picks or any more to talk about on the college college stuff? Um, we talked about okay, big upsets: Mississippi State, Virginia Tech. Um, we talked about game grades a little bit. So it's interesting though uh, because. I'll- we kind of have that still, that still top five, that echelon. And then every week there seems to be one or two teams that kind of creep in there and give for us the game some race? value. No, no, no. For, for the national championship race. And they're like, get some value, right? Like last week or a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Virginia Tech kind of having a little bit of value. And then all of a sudden now Penn State's kind of trickling in there and has a little bit of value. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any other teams that sort of slip into that, you know, th- that sixth spot, right? Because basically Penn State's in that sixth spot now in your numbers, right? Right, right, right. So we, we didn't talk about the movers this week. So the, the big movers in the Massey Peabody college football ratings, Penn State moves from number eight to number six, and they had the fifth best game grade of the weekend. So that's kind of why we're higher on them after, I mean, they that Appalachian State game to, to begin the year really – Really hurt them. Michigan just win, is up baby. To, just win. Just win. Um, Michigan, speaking of teams that Appalachian State beat, Michigan moved from seven up to five. And but they they obviously already have a loss. But you remember when we were talking about that that Michigan Notre Dame game and how um 
you know, I graded Michigan higher than Notre Dame, even though it seemed weird, but Michigan's been playing better since then. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sam, but no, simple Notre sets Dame, of one, Massey Peabody's exactly. really, really works. It's predictive. Uh-huh. Well, not even. I just only highlight the ones that did well. I only <laughs> highlight the successes, the Survivor bias, selection bias. Exactly. I don't know what that is. Either one of those. Uh, Notre Dame moves from 19 up to 11. They, I mean, I, I didn't see the game. They beat Wake Forest 56 to 27, but they had the second best game grade of the weekend. And then South Carolina had the fourth best game grade of the weekend, beating Vanderbilt 37 to 14, and they moved mm-hmm. from 27 up to 16. Oklahoma falls from five to eight. They were kind of like Kate and I in our Washington Post column every week. We've kind of talked about this top five uh, for the college football playoff of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma, which had separated themselves. They were all, I believe, going into last week, 45% or above to make the playoff. And then everybody else was like, nobody else was above 20%. But that's kind of Oklahoma playing so poorly last weekend has kind of changed that a bit. Right now, they are down to only um, only 33% to make the playoff, which is Ohio State's 45%. So it's 12% below. And then Penn State's kind of nipping at their heels, and so is Notre Dame at 25 and 24%. So so Oklahoma really hurt themselves there. Mississippi State drops from 10 to 14 with their loss, which is not a huge drop, but obviously their their playoff odds drop way more than that. Virginia Tech drops from 12 to 26, which is one of the biggest drops we saw. Um, well, definitely the biggest of, of the big-name teams. And Oklahoma State um, drops from 16 to 28. And Jeff, I, I love I love when you type when I'm talking. It, it really makes me feel respected. I'm so listening I, to everything you say. You can just see that I'm typing in the dock, and I have to oh, prep. Oh no, it. no, I I don't see it. I just hear it. I hear it, and then I look in the dock to see. I what take is notes Jeff as you talk because you're so smart. I want to have. Oh, why, 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 don't you a, why don't you use pen and paper like me? I don't know if that's true. Okay, Quieter. so so I'll take a picture and should send it to you. Posted on the Bet the Process Twitter, which hasn't been updated in like six months. We don't have the password, so we need to we need to get the password. We're locked out of our own Twitter. Account. We're locked out of our own. Twitter How is that account. for professionalism? It's great for professionalism. Okay, so uh, let's do picks. Ask? Should we go yes. to picks? Let's do picks. We so last picks. week, last week, um, Jeff, you went two and three. You had Temple minus six and a half over Tulsa, mm-hmm. which won. You had Penn State. Minus twenty eight over Illinois, which also won, but you lost with Navy minus six over SMU, USC minus three and a half over Washington State, and Memphis minus thirty one over the USA, which is the University of South Alabama. Oh, I thought um, that was and, the entire country. So, well, my bad. Well, I mean, then why would you have bet Memphis over the entire USA? Uh, just like I like a, I mean, I think that the odds makers know something. If they're a thirty one point favorite, they must be really good. It's a trap. It was a trap. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Vegas you're, you're, knows. Vegas knows. Vegas knows. Right. So you're seven and eight for college football. You're better for the NFL. Um, I had. I went. Let's see. I went three and two. I had my winners were Michigan State minus four and a half at Indiana, UNC plus three and a half against Pitt in a game that went back and forth. Uh, Texas A&M. They covered the twenty six against Alabama. That was a little and, backdoor. Backdoor. Was it backdoor? I didn't see it. Oh yeah. It was- Total back. Ah, They're down by will, 29 and they scored. I, I will take the back door. Yeah. No comment from you, please. Uh, Virginia Tech minus 27 and a half at Old Dominion failed to cover by. Uh, let's that should see, be 30, worth like three. That should, that I should, should be, be worth penalized. three losses. <laughs> like, 
and then LSU minus 20 and a half against Louisiana Tech. Like I, I told you that wouldn't win, <laughs> but but I picked yeah. it. But like, yeah. yeah, I'm 12 and three, but my losses have been pretty bad. Let's be honest. Yeah. I think yeah. I had another one that like was like a 30 point favorite that like won by three. So yeah. So what okay. do you have this week? Let's go into this week. I, I like picking the Thursday night game because that gives people something to cheer for. So I'm taking Miami minus 18 over UNC. Um, Miami seems to have gotten their groove after that first game, which, you know, as we said, they probably didn't play quite as bad as it looked. Um, and I just I think they'll roll over UNC. I have some rooting interest in Miami because I, I just bet a little bit of Miami to win the ACC. It, it, I think it was six to one. Hmm. Maybe it was eight to one. I don't remember. I, I will like take it. Penn State plus three and a half against Ohio State. Marquee matchup. Marquee matchup. Do you have anything to say there? Because I'm just going to steal it and I'm going to say it tomorrow on Tony Kornheiser's show at five a.m. Yes. Um, I actually don't have much to say there. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, going to say that's what Rufus's model says. Yeah. That'll be that'll be like the whole the, my whole bit tomorrow morning. That's what the whole this thing. Is, I'm doing it home. I mean, this is what Rufus says. Penn State's uh, up to number six. Ohio State's number four. They're they're not, they're not that. I mean, the home field matters, obviously. Is I it going to be like one of those whiteouts? Is your true line two and a half? Two and a half for who? No, my true, I wouldn't give it as a pick. My true line was two and a half. Two? It's not. I, I'm not going to lie. It's not a huge edge. My true line's one. 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 Ohio State minus one. Uh, Army plus seven and a half at Buffalo. I love Army. I love the way they play. I love the triple option. It's just so fun to watch them play. The it's Army like, team, but um, but um, bump, 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 da da da, brave old Army team. That, that's why I don't sing. <laughs> I, so, but you were singing, Jeff. You don't know this, but I went to the Army Navy game like almost every year of my childhood. Nice. Who'd you root for? Army. I sat on the 50-yard line, third row, until my grandfather died, and then they put us in worse seats because he wasn't around to protest. Uh, <laughs> I rooted for the Army. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a, a West Pointer, like class of 41. And actually, he holds the distinction of the military officer with the most combat time in military history. He graduated like right at the right time. Three-star general. Like, I, he gave me little rides on his knee. When I was like five years old, yeah. But I, I'm a fan of Army in this game, actually. Also, so okay. Your I, next I'm pick? also on Army plus seven F. Uh, my next pick, pick I'm going to take Auburn minus twenty six and minus twenty six against uh, University of Southern Miss. Um, nice. Yeah, I, I'm also. Uh, I've got the Diamondbacks game going on in the background and AJ Pollock just hit a three run home run. So that's exciting. You're on the uh, D-backs? I might be Uh temple plus 13 and a half um, at uh, Boston college. Um, Temple's been a team that we've been on, been underrated all year. Uh, like them here against the BC team. That is a little bit overrated. Yeah. People are pretty high in BC. It seems like. Yeah. Really high. By the way, I'm scrambling right now to pull up my MLB thing to see if I'm on Arizona or not. I got nothing <laughs> on that game. No. Nope. Granky against... against uh, Stripling. Stripling. Rot. Stripling yeah. was out after like the second inning, though. Stri R001 against Gray Z001. Codes. Nobody wants um, to know your 
player coding in your model. That's just retro sheet uh, IDs. Okay, Baylor plus 23 and a half at Oklahoma. Robert Griffin playing in that game? Um, the third, or is, does he have a son? I don't know. I don't know. But, but, but Oklahoma's dropped a lot after, after last week. They played pretty, pretty poorly. Um, and I'm actually higher on Baylor. I actually bet them at 100 to 1 to win the, the Big 12. I mean, which they should be like, what, 75 to 1. So it's not, it's not going to happen, but it, would, it happens once out of 100 times, right? Maybe once out of 75 times, if, if, if I'm right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Once out of 75. Uh, okay. We're both on this next one. Kansas yes. plus 17 over Oklahoma State. Um, Kansas is the team that everyone shits on all season, and they've um, been playing pretty well since they lost to a FCS team, right? Did. I'm told Charlie Weiss isn't even their coach anymore. Uh, it's not Mark Mangi- Mangione or whatever. Mark Mangina. <laughs> okay, Rufus. How old are you? Uh, Southern. <laughs> I'm going with my fifth pick, which has changed a bunch of times, which may have been the one that Rufus heard me typing in. Yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you edit that like twice. Yeah. So my fifth pick is South Carolina plus one and a half at Kentucky, as you aforementioned. So South Carolina has been playing much better. Um, of late and I'm going with the letdown in Kentucky. You know, they, they, uh, they had that big upset last week and didn't they have like their, their people storm the field and they got fined or something like that. I feel like there's a really good trend when your team storms the field and gets fined the next game, the team is only covers at 29% when they are uh, a favorite. Did did you aforementioned that to me also? (laughs) No, I, I saw that on on Sports Insights. I think that was in Sports Insights. Are, are or no, you intentionally trolling the English language? <laughs> Probably. I always troll the English language. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my first language, dude. Really? Uh, no, of course it's my first language. Okay. If if it if it wasn't my first language, I would be the worst first language Chinese speaker in the history of Chinese people. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna go. So I'm gonna go with. Um, Cal plus I, three. I don't Sorry? think it's three anymore. Is it? Oh, okay, hold I think on. It's two see. and a half. That's okay. I think that's important for you to point that out. I I had three in my doc, and I I was, had been checking with all these games to sort of see if, where they had moved. You're right. It's yeah, two I and a half. The, I checked the other ones. Half. The other ones yep. are all right, but yeah, two and a half. Yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for calling me out on that. Um, I'm still going to take it though because I think the Cal should actually be a favorite here. I think they should be a two point favorite. Um. They are uh, they're coming off a bye, which is nice for them. They're more rested. Oregon's coming off of a, uh, I mean, I don't, well, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say much about the psychological ramifications because it's not <laughs> in my model. But, but, but they have. It's a, a good a narrative. See, see, you have trouble avoiding the narrative. Also, it's such a fun know, narrative. It's a it's a narrative, but it's a deceptive narrative because I think you don't know how they're going to respond to that. They could be like, God damn it, we want to, we are motivated to kill somebody now. Or they could just mm. be like, "Shit, our life sucks. We we were we lost the game. We should have won." I'm sure so. they're not saying shit. Their life sucks. They go to Oregon. They play football for most of their time in college. They got a pretty good life. Yeah, I mean, Phil, Phil Knight gives honestly, them so much good swag. Being a being a student athlete in college or an athlete student in this case is, I mean, it's a lot. It, it's tough. There's you, you're you're really busy and you don't have a lot of time. 
It depends where you go, where you're going to school. I think. I mean, as a former D- Division One college athlete at uh, or student athlete at Yale, I should say that. Uh, Did you I know play all squash or something? I, I, I was on the sailing team. I was on the sailing team. We have a varsity sailing team. We we sit in, in, in on these little uh, on our vessels with gin and tonics on the poop deck. It's quite nice. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on. So those are our picks. Um, we have nine succinct picks because Rufus and I are overlapping on Kansas. Uh, let's move on to I, this we, week. In I guess that means I guess that means Kansas is like a two unit play for us. I don't think that means that. Well, it does because we each have it on our record. Okay, it's a two-unit play. Basically, Boom. I mean, we both Boom. independently liked it. We Boom. independently come up with our selections. Everybody should know this. Um, yep, and by the do. way, also, I, I I bet Cal at fifty to one to win the Pac-12. And then, funny story, I got a message from a, a, a buddy of mine out here who had like tried to bet Cal at fifty to one last night, but Caesars had just closed, and so he goes back today. And and it's moved to like eighteen to one, and and, and, he, and his, he was probably uh, and, just going to bet like a hundred dollars. I don't know. I mean, he he bets for a living. Um, okay. actually, it's our good friend Preston. Oh, really? Yeah, friend of the podcast. Um, friend of the podcast, but also a tout again. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, like, I saw that. He's fully touting that. again. I've been I've been texting him. I thought it was only once a week or something. I don't know. I know, but like, I I bet he's his explanation. I have a feeling when I talk to him will be that it's just a favor to those guys. Which is, he's just a very loyal person, generally. I mean, I can't. Preston's a really good people. person. So. It's, I mean, I'm a people pleaser, so I, I kind of get it, but. Um, he has loyalty but, to those guys for whatever reason. I mean, I guess they give him a start. Like, I mean, Kenny White gave me my start. Right. Everybody got the start. You would never somewhere. say anything bad about Kenny White. No, definitely not. And so, um, but anyway, Preston said that, um, yeah, he tried to get it 50 to 1. This was 30 minutes after I left Caesars. I get this text from him, and he's like, it's like 18 to 1 now. And, and um, someone, they actually said that I bet it twice. So I was it's like, really sorry, funny. I didn't know you were. I was like, it's I'm really glad funny. I went there before I went to, like, Westgate. So That's really funny. Uh, so this week in gambling news, newsflash, RJ can't do math. Can't do math. So, so based on his math, like he would have thought that if you parlay plus two hundred and plus four hundred together, that the parlay payout would be plus eight hundred. That's basically what he did. Um, mm. And I called him out on that because he said that parlaying what was it? It was Lions plus three hundred, which someone said wasn't even available. I don't know. With the Bills plus eleven hundred, with what was the last one? Um, the Titans, right? Plus four hundred, yeah, prob- yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. He said it would pay out thirteen thousand three hundred. In reality, it was I think twenty three thousand nine hundred. And so I, I said, like, that's not how parlay math works. I retweeted and said that. And so why don't and, you explain to people how parlay math works? Okay, should we do it in terms of American odds or decimal odds? Decimal American odds makes odds. more sense, but basically, if you're parlaying things, so. Um, if we're talking about um, money lines, what you're going to do is basically subtract. Well, honestly, decimal odds make so much more sense for this stuff. 
because you have to with American odds, you have to sort of say, oh well, if it's a plus number, you do this. If it's a negative minus number, these are all this. plus numbers, so it's easy. Well, this one is easy for this, but yeah, right. Let's so just do it with this. Okay, so you if it's something's three to one, you so you're gonna add one one to it. So basically, I'm not explaining this very well, but basically. <laughs> Three plus one, four, multiply that by something's plus 200, multiply it by three, blah, 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 for however many there are, and then subtract one at the end. So why do you add, why do you add the one to that? Explain that. Explain the rationale. Explain the parlay math. Explain why, why well, think about, think about this. wrong. I, I, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you the easiest example to understand it, because like, if you're parlaying two things that are even money together, you wouldn't multiply one times one. Right. You multiply two times two, subtract one, three to one. Right. I feel like the easiest way to understand something is through an example generally. Also, so, I'm just but, not going to explain anything. Let's just take that case, right? A, a two-game parlay is not a three-to-one payout, right? Well, right. If, if you're parlaying two things at minus 110, it's going to be 264.5. Well, most places round down to plus 260, which is another thing that they shouldn't do to gouge your average recreational better. And so, so they, so what the, the, your calculation was based on what the true, true price. price should have been minus any like shenanigans that the sportsbook was, was playing on a three game parlay at those odds. Right. What you want to do, so so if, just, if they're just, offering I, this is a, a real question because I don't really bet parlays, but would, would when you bet three money line bet games like that together, what odds do most casinos give you? The odds that you had calculated, or is are they slightly worse? No, they should be. If if it's a parlay off the board, um, it should be based on the odds that are on the board. They shouldn't take out any extra after that. I mean, you, you, the thing is that the juice compounds. It's like interest, right? I mean, if, right. If, if you have a 5% commission on the first bet, 5% commission on the second bet, and 5% commission on the third bet, it's like, it's like, you know, you, it's just like interest, right? Compounding one, 1 1.05 times 1.05 times 1.05. And suddenly you have a, you have a bet that the casino absolutely loves because they're holding a lot. Right. But, but uh, if you're parlaying, let's say two minus one tens, I mean, minus one ten, the decimal odds there are one divided by 1.1. So you add one to that because you're getting your one back. Then you multiply it by the next one, one divided by one point one plus one, and then right. you, you can't. One. The, the 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 thing is, you have to look at what the actual payback is versus what like the odds are. Is kind of like the thing, right? Because you're going to be investing that into the next bet if you think about it that way. That that's yeah. a good way of putting it, Jeff. So, anyways, the bottom line is RJ tweeted this out. First of all, the tweet is just it's obnoxious, right? It's like if you had had like it, it's like after mega bucks or mega millions or whatever those lottery things hits, it's like putting the numbers up and it's like if you had had these six numbers, you would have won X amount of money. Oh well, thanks. Like who you know? Yes, if you bet on three big long shots to win and you par and you have the foresight to parlay those three of the ones that won, he should have said like if you'd parlayed three of these other teams that didn't actually win that were long shots, you would win nothing. <laughs> I mean, so, it, it, honestly, I think it kind of encourages this sort of lottery mentality for, for betters, which thinking it's just, that it's, it's annoying. It's annoying content. Like it, the, it doesn't this, do anything. The other, yeah. 
there so much of the content right now for for these in these mainstream media places are about what people are betting and sometimes the numbers that they're putting are so minuscule like they're like this guy bet two thousand dollars at five to one and won ten thousand it's like who effing cares right and I, I can't believe like mainstream media places are thinking that this is news that anybody cares about Anyways, i agree i mean it's... they had they, they had an article <laughs> they said that somebody bet fifty dollars on the vikings to win 35 cents or something like that yeah um, and, then, and then you, <laughs> and then the, the reality is the story is obviously rj tweeted this out you corrected him on it's it. It's so funny. Really so sorry. I, by the way, I, then, I actually found that interesting news because why would somebody bet something to win 35 cents? It's really yeah, funny. It's it's it actually is is a testament to how ridiculous sports betting is in this country right now, even though it's legal. It's like yeah. it's you know. Anyway, so so back to this RJ thing. So RJ you, Bell. You you tweet this out and correct him. And you're not even obnoxious about it. And he deletes his original tweet, puts a correction out, and then blocks you. And then blocks me. After he replied to me. What did he say? What did he say? Yeah, what did he, he say in his reply? I don't remember because I can't view it now because he blocked me. <laughs> and I just saw it on my little notification. You have to you have to screenshot this shit. What's wrong? I should with you? have. I should have. So I'll tell you what I did though. Obviously, I retweeted the fact I I, I, I tweeted out a picture of No, I saw we that, saw we saw that was that was very nice passive aggressive uh, of course Twitter, like Twitter move. I just wanted to get on under RJ's skin a little bit. I, I wanted to we, get you know, massive. We've both gotten so, under his skin. He sent you a friggin' he sent course. you like a Two twenty five hundred word Facebook message or whatever, warning you to to leave him alone. Oh, that one time. Oh, after our podcast, yeah, he was like, yeah, he was like, I I won't engage, but I will counterpunch. Yeah. So so the funny thing is, I was like, I want. So I had this idea. You know how you see these promoted tweets in Twitter, and I know you know this, Jeff, because you worked at Twitter. Yes. So I, I should have asked you before I did this because I was like, well, I should promote this tweet and just try to. Like really, I don't know. So, so I, I was like, wow, promoting tweets is kind of expensive, but I decided to, I was like, you know, this is a worthwhile cause. So I, I spent $50 to promote the tweet. And you know, the funny thing, the tweet got 33,000 organic impressions. And I, from the, from, from spending $50 to promote it, I got an extra 9,378 and literally like five likes off of that. Yeah. Wow. So it was, it was actually, I got, let's see, it had 97 likes organanically and nine promoted ones. 21 so, regular. So that's that's so, good. So that's I a, wasted that's, my that's, money, but I like, you know, I, I think it was on a worthwhile cause. Okay. I think the thought was there, right? The thought was good. The thought was good. Okay. We was have it? to do, we have to, we have to make fun of someone we like, um, not make fun of them, but at least just point out the error in his ways. And actually, like someone gave you crap about like the way you approached RJ as being so civil and whatnot, and you know he blocked you. Or are you still going to be civil? Well, here's a, a chance just to be civil to Neil Greenberg, the writer for the Washington Post, who we've had on the podcast before, who's writing an article there about Survivor Eliminator picks, and last week, um, you know, said that the Vikings were the best eliminator survivor pick and didn't really have any mention of 
you know, how popular they were, whether, you know, you were going to use them again. It was just sort of an article all about, um, you know, how, how they were going to win. It was who's most likely to win, right? Yeah. And now the, the thing that's bothersome about this article, obviously they didn't win, but that's not, that's not really what's bothersome about it. It's some of the other win probabilities of the games that he has based on his model. So last week he had the Vikings at 87%, the Dolphins at 86%, the Rams at 79%, the Jags at 78%, and then the Buccaneers at 75%. So if you look at those top five, right, if you're in a survivor pool, first of all, and you really believe these odds, let's, let's just say for whatever reason you actually believe these odds, the Dolphins have to be the choice there, or the or even oh, the Buccaneers. Sure. Dolphins, just Dolphins, just because just because of the potential, you know, you know, sort of game theory, or you know, like the the actual popularity. It seems like you're trying to win, especially if you're in a big pool. If you're trying to win a big pool, like I'm in a pool with like 200 people, and there are only 15 people left in it after the first three weeks of the season. Did a lot of As people take the Vikings? Yeah, and a lot of people took the Vikings, right? Because um, they seem everybody thought okay. And a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people last like, week took the Vikings, and a lot of people took the the Jaguars. What about so the Bears? I would think it's sort of the the, the bet against Arizona and Buffalo thing. There were a few, there were a few people that had the Bears, but it wasn't it wasn't that many. Um, Jags, you know, road Bears, road dog, Jags, road yeah. road favorite, road right? Favorite. Right. The Jag the Jags were a much higher line. I agree. But so, so I think the question becomes like. How does Neil's model have the Dolphins, who were what a three-point favorite or whatever? How, how does he have them at at eighty-six percent to win? I mean, I would guess from it, it sounds like the model is not relying on priors at all enough. At all enough? I don't know. I mean, just because the Dolphins are were two and zero, they're not three and zero, and uh, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I I think that has to be. It, it, I think it's overreacting to a small sample of, of games this season. And then do you, you know, do you fundamentally think if someone's writing us an article about survivor, they need to take into account things besides just what the probability of this team winning is? Well, I think so. I mean, I think that if you're writing an article about the probabilities of games, according to your model, then that's fine. But like, no, I, I do think there is more to Survivor, obviously. We've talked about this in previous years. So, Neil, I mean, if you happen year. to listen to this, one, we still like you, but and hopefully we didn't disrespect you too much, but you should respond to us on Twitter, and we can have this out over Twitter because all great civil conversations happen on Twitter. So it'll be great. All right, let's move on to the NFL. Okay, because uh, I know you probably still have not watched Lock It In. And maybe no, no, but but, but your comment in our little prep sec or prep doc thing says that the people on Lock It In say it's the, been the worst start for public bet. Oh, public betters! I thought it said public pro- betters. Public no, betters. It, it, it originally did, but then I watched the segment, and they were doing this based on an article that's on the Action Network. Oh, okay. so it's an article that says, and it's one of they the way they define public, or is teams that have more than 51% of the bets on one side. So, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't wait, know. Wait, wait, anyway. I saw a tweet. I'm trying to remember who, who tweeted this out. Um, maybe you remember, but someone basically was saying that they think that these numbers that you see that says that, you know, the numbers that say 
you know, 70% of the bets are on this side, but only 37% of the money is on this side. Or I think it was, um, I think it was Rob Pizzola actually, who I met for the first time in Montreal a few weeks ago, but he, um, nice guy. Um, <laughs> no, no. He said that he thinks this is complete. He thinks these numbers are kind of crap and that the books are using them in a way to, I don't know, put out disinformation and get numbers. Like, I, I don't know how much he actually went into that, but, but I think that was kind of the implication. I think the numbers but are based useless. on like based people. On, right, right. Because it was like, I think he had an example which said all the money was going here, but yet this lot, like, I don't know. Basically, he, he put posed something that w- it was like logically. Rufus, this, this would be happen. very, very interesting if you could actually remember what he posted. Okay, I found it. So Rob's tweet said, I've touched on this before, but this is a prime example of why I believe that percentage of bets and percentage of money numbers are bogus. If 70% of the total money had actually come in on the Steelers, um, they would not have moved from a two and a half point favorite to a one and a half point dog. Well, so I mean, and then people, all these people, honestly, the I think that's I think like, that's the whole point of what they're saying, right? Well, well, the is, the best comment is this guy really Ryan Williamson at X Baggy Pants says one hundred percent agree that percentage of bets and money numbers are bogus, but if books believe Tampa Bay has an edge, they will move that line to entice the wrong side. And Rob says. No, they won't. Each book will be willing to take on some level of liability, but they're not moving the opposite direction to bait people, which I agree with. Like, it, honestly, the comments on this are kind of like, people don't understand how the market works. They don't. <laughs> they definitely the, the don't. sophistication of this is... And, and the, the worst part about it is the writing that occurs based on this type of flawed logic. They right? use like it's one, thing, it's one thing if the average consumer like doesn't get it, but the people that are writing about this shit and like supposed experts and using this shit for analysis, it it makes me want to vomit. Okay, yeah. Before yeah. I vomit, let's move on to the NFL. NFL uh, this is by the way, this is what happens when we do the podcast at night. We're very ornery. Well, yeah, especially after I've been out like betting all day and already gone had a few drinks adult beverages yeah you're very yeah. You, you, the, the only I'm problem is you're you're very passionate you talk a lot but you're no more concise or no more coherent however i, I may not be more coherent but, or concise but i happen to know that last week you had you talked 14 more minutes than i did so i'm trying to make up that difference <laughs> i talked and a lot also, last week what? Also, I have a point that, that was brought up to me in, in the time since we brought this up um, on the podcast that there is a reason somebody would bet $50 to win 35 cents. What? To launder money. Okay. Have you been watching too much, too many, too much Ozark? I don't know. I don't even know what that is. Dude, Ozark is so good. It's like the best show. It's on Netflix. Is, is that the it's one amazing. with um, Arrested Development guy? Yeah, Jason Bateman. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jason Bateman. All right, okay. can we move on to the NFL? I need to go. Yeah, to let's move on to the NFL. Okay. 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 I have to be doing Tony's show tomorrow, like five thirty in the morning. Uh, week three reactions. Week three. Reactions. Okay, Mahomes. 
Patrick Best Mahomes ever, ever. He's he's been good. They haven't been th- they. The funny thing is they haven't been like they haven't been throwing the ball that much. He's been very efficient with it. But do you remember at this time last year, pro fo- or not pro football focus? Um, football outsiders had the Chiefs at like thirty percent to win the Super Bowl because they looked so good after three weeks. Yeah, and you you said there was value on them to win the Super Bowl. I think a couple times during this during this time, and also there was a lot of talk about Alex Smith being like a potential. I remember uh, Bill Simmons was talking about Alex Smith being a potential MVP candidate, which Alex everyone's Smith. doing with Mahomes right now. What? Right. I mean, I think Kansas City seems to do things early in the season that other teams haven't really prepped for, and. Um, well, this is going to be, I think this Monday night game is going to be a big one that tests them, right? Because arguably Denver still has a pretty good defense. Yeah, it's on the road. Average. It's, it's on the road in mile high. Like it's, it's a, it's a tough spot for Mahomes. If he, if he puts up another one of these like ridiculous video game games, it's there, there's, there's something there, but this is a tough spot. I think there's something there regardless. I, I don't think we're going to, I don't think this week is going to be some sort of, like referendum on whether he's good or not. True, I but I, I, I think it'll but, be, I think it's an interesting test, right? It is, it is. It, it, but I also think, and we'll get into this a little later. I think that line's inflated. Yeah, I think we both do. Yeah. Uh, are the Pats terrible? Are the Pats terrible? No, the Pats aren't terrible. You know, Neil Greenberg also tweeted out like earlier. He said, if if the Pats continue to play the way they do, and the Dolphins continue to play the way they do this season, at what point? would you consider the Dolphins to be a better team than the Pats? I'm curious what your take is on that. Well, I don't know. Better is all relative, right? Like last week, we even we even gave out the Dolphins to win the East at, at whatever they were. That I mean, yeah, the NFC. Um, AFC. Sorry, AFC East at whatever they are. Um, Jeff, Jeff, I'll, I'll book. If you want to bet on the Dolphins to win the NFC East, I'll give you like 100 to 1. What do we bet on last? We got to write down the things we bet on. What did we? What did I book last? We should because I actually I wasn't in Vegas. I booked something so at two hundred to one. I booked something at two hundred to one. For you, you got. I gave you two hundred to one odds. You last did week. give me two. Well, I guess I'll have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, this is what I do to make you listen to the podcast. Um, okay, so, <laughs> okay. What, so the Pats at aren't what terrible. point? No, that's a good question. So at what point? Um, it would take a. It, I mean, this game is going to be an interesting one, right? Because the Patriots. I mean, one of the things about the Patriots is they they get better throughout the year, right? There's enough track record of of them doing that that you believe that that's not just like some random random trend. That's like something that Belichick does, and you know, coaching matters, etc. They are also going to get you know Edelman, and theoretically, Gordon is going to learn their system. There's the system might be too complicated for Gordon to learn this quickly, um, but just having him in there to run you know, 12 to 15 fly routes a game or something like that might be enough to get some space for Gronk and some space for Edelman underneath. Um, so certainly I think they're going to be better. I, I think it would take a long time for me to fundamentally believe that Miami was better than than the Patriots. It might even take more than an entire season for that. That That's basically what I said, that it would take an entire season. I said that if the Pats continue to play the way they do and the Dolphins continue to play the way they do, that I would still make the Pats a favor of the Dolphins at the end of the year, because it's not like the Pats have been that bad. They're one and two, and it's not like the Dolphins have been that good. They're a mediocre three and zero. but I do think the, the one big thing, which my model doesn't really account for is the fact that it does account for the fact that Brady is old, but 
what what it doesn't and ideally it would does it account for the fact that, that he doesn't eat anything white he, he doesn't and doesn't not anymore no cauliflower doesn't eat, doesn't eat white things apparently i'm the only one that says cauliflower apparently other most people say cauliflower but 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 here's the thing like there he could fall off a cliff like peyton manning did and not literally but as far as i know I'm glad you clarified and didn't if, say literally. If Peyton Manning is found at the bottom of a cliff, I'm really screwed. Um, <laughs> okay, Rams odds on favorites to win the Super Bowl. That's the popular narrative. Everyone thinks that they are now the best team in the NFL. They are. Massey Peabody has them as their best team, huh? They are. Yeah, they're the best team in the NFL. I agree. Do you disagree? Um, and does the Akeem Tlaib injury change that? I would not. So right now you would take them over any, like if I said to you, let's do a draft for who's going to be the super, win the Super Bowl, and I gave you the first pick, you would take the Rams. I would take the Rams. Yes. Interesting. 100%. Yeah. I don't know who I would take. <laughs> I mean, I, might, I would be inclined to take someone from the AFC just because the AFC is so much worse generally than the NFC. Yes, it is. So I would probably want to take someone from the AFC, but who knows? Okay. Um, but who would you take from the like? Well, no, that's Kansas the thing. City, like, no, like the Chargers, no, the Jaguars, no, like no, the real, the Patriots. I mean, you'd like probably this? you'd probably take Kansas City, given what we've seen so far. But we believe that Kansas City's defense is pretty abysmal. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and obviously the the Pats have not looked good. Jacksonville. Still seems like they might be kind of flawed offensively, so there isn't a real great cho- choice. I mean, I I think fundamentally, and we'll talk about this later. We're teasing it, but I I, I think that Minnesota, LA line, Rams line is is very inflated because you know Minnesota is still a very good team, and you have the Saints who are a very good team, um, all in the NFC. Um, so, anyways. Yeah. No, you you still, and you also still have the Eagles, and when the Eagles get everyone healthy, and you know you have three teams, that you have four teams that I probably take over any AFC team right now. Really interesting. Okay, I mean, if if, I mean, I if, if, if there was, like, if, if there was an even, what I'm saying is that if they were, if they all had the same even chance to make the Super Bowl, right? You know what I mean? Like if there wasn't an AFC and an NFC, I would take no, no, those no. four teams first. What, what you're saying, like power ranking wise, probably yeah. Okay. Um, Saints, are we who we thought they were? They're, they, you know, had a great win against Atlanta. Um, game grades, they they show up pretty well because their offense. They played well. They're they have the best offense in the NFL. They are the second rated team in Massey Peabody. They were number one, I think, or maybe they were. That was two weeks ago, but. Yeah, I, I, they haven't moved much this year uh, in in the ratings. They've been they they started out near the top. They they're still near the top. Their offense has played better than expected. Their defense has played worse than expected. They're they actually have a below average defense now, but they're they're still a point better on defense than than Kansas City. And I mean, but I as I said, like I'd rather have a team that has the best offense in football and a below average defense than like a team that has an average offense and the best defense. Just, uh, there, there's more variance in offense than there is in defense. 
Yeah, we've covered that at nauseum. And they're in my ratings right now in the Massey Peabody ratings. They're a full two point four points better than the next best offense, which is um, the Steelers, and then Kansas City after that. So that's that. That's a big gap. I hear you. Uh, let's talk about Survivor Carnage. We already talked about it a little bit. Is there anything to be made about this whole, you know, underdogs? Is is this just small sample size, or is there some sort of weird, you know, parody that's coming right now in the NFL that we haven't seen before? Or is this, you know, like every every year it seems like there's some story in the first three weeks of the season, whether it's the public's doing really well, the public's doing really poorly, blah, blah, blah. La- last couple of years, it seems like the, the story has been the public has done really well. So I'm assuming that this is just a random small sample size thing at this point. I would think so. Uh, I, yeah. It's, right. it's three weeks. It's three weeks. But I do think there is, like, do you remember, we, we talked about this before the season began. We said there was a lot of parity this year. There wasn't one team. I mean, everything was really condensed. I, I think I remember saying that I had like you one did or two say every, You did say end. everything was really condensed when we were talking about some of these bad teams and how many yeah. games we thought they would win. Um, and yeah, I, actually, that's, that's true. You did say that. So maybe this is just the condensation of the NFL? Sure. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the, right. The dew point is high. <laughs> uh, you want to go to NFL picks? Let's go to NFL picks. Let's go to NFL. Or wait, or wait, wait, wait. Division races and futures. Let's. Do you have any futures you want to talk about? That yeah, you. I mean, I, I've placed. That's okay. what I did all day today. Okay. Well, let's talk about. I'm, it. I'm all about those futures. Yes. Okay. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, if the odds are still what they were, but I I loaded up on quite a few. So the big one I took, I think, was the Dolphins to win the AFC East. Mm-hmm. And so I'm basically maxed out on that position. I'm not going to be reloading probably um, unless it gets really, really good. But so this week given, is a really big game for you. you should, it is. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you have wanted to wait until after this game to do that? But, but if the Dolphins win, that, com- they, they, that changes the odds big time. Yeah, it totally does. But and, and based on like, so, so when I run the futures, I, I use this. Do you like the Dolphins between, plus the seven this week? So Massey Peabody does, um, but the player level, the player model doesn't. So with a blend, we end up being right where the market is. Got and it. so, which in the fact that I'm where the market is, but at the same time, there's so much value in the Dolphins for the futures sort of says that that's mispriced big time. Right. Given the fact that I think so that the I, Dolphins I get, are thirty nine percent, I get why. Right, because basically right. you're just you, there's value in that. Bet there's value. There's value in that relative to where the market is on those teams. On so the, where the market like, is on and, those, the, the game, and when you can get plus two fifty and higher on something that you think is thirty nine point nine percent, like you're going to take that. And I think a lot of that is because the Patriots just are. I mean, people don't really see a world where the Patriots don't win the AFC East. It hasn't happened in. Well, we haven't seen that world in a long time. Fifteen years. So okay, what else did you bet? I bet the I bet the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East at one hundred to one, and the Jets at like twenty to one. Nice. So you just basically bet Um, against the Patriots. Yes, I literally bet every other team in the AFC East against them, but mostly the Dolphins. Historically, a really Um, good idea. I bet some Cincinnati 
I have them at 30.2% to win the division. Uh, there was some plus 275s out there, I think. I bet on Tennessee, which, you know, they have an interesting quarterback situation. Um, well, one that you don't really That's see one lot. word for it. Interesting. Like, their starting quarterback is playing, yet he doesn't have feeling in two of his fingers and can't really grip the ball. So, that I, I took plus 450. I like that. I mean, I make them 29.3%, and that's assuming Marietta is healthy. So I don't know how much that affects it, but but going uh, along that line of thinking, um, Indianapolis, I have them as fourteen point two percent, and I got you know there was some eight to one out there on them, and so if I, I don't know, I don't know off the top of my head when Tennessee plays Indy the first time, but at the same time, if if Tennessee is lower than my numbers actually suggest, I would think that would help Indy. The other uh, other one I was big on is my my Washington Redskins. I have them as a twenty six percent chance to win the division, and you saw I, I saw like more than four, like four to one in some places in Vegas. Uh, Cowboys, I still have them at twenty percent. They're available at seven to one in a bunch of places. They're available at plus eight fifty on Chris. So you're doing that thing again where you bet something uh, of, of less yeah. value just because Fair. you want to bet it legally. Yep. Uh, and and I took a little bit of Seattle too at at like twelve to one I think oh, I, I make them thirteen percent like the Rams are I, I make them eighty two percent but the market I, I saw some place where it was like minus sixteen hundred on the Rams to win the NFC West so very very high it looks like Christus has taken them off taken the taken the whole NFC West off the Westgate took it off yeah it looks like they took it off okay let's go to Take picks. It off. Okay. Let's go to picks. Let's go to picks. Let's do it. So we have a lot of overlapping week, picks this week. Yeah. Last week, uh, you miss you misgraded my picks initially. Did in, I? In, in my fa- in my favor, oh, and so I shit. corrected them. You had Cincinnati plus three as a winner last week, and it was a loser. Oops. I went two and three last week, so my NFL picks are eight and seven. So I'm seven and eight and eight and seven. I'm really so I'm, I'm, I missed terrible. out it for you. Yeah, and for I us. corrected you because I didn't want people Stop to think it. we were touts. I, um, I had the Jets correctly. plus three. They lost. And I'm going to say that I think I was on the right side in that game, but whatever. Well, I, uh, I think you were. T- I mean, I think you were too. I mean, I had that as a massive Peabody play on the site. and But you didn't know that Baker Mayfield would come in and like. And I didn't know he was the best quarterback in the world. So apparently. Or have what somebody I respect says was like the best second half from a quarterback he's seen in years. Yeah. I had Philly minus six and a half. That was that was probably the wrong side because Indy even had a chance to to, to, to win. outright win that game. Uh, Seattle minus one and a half over Dallas. That was a solid play. That was good. Cincinnati plus three. Uh, that was a loser. And Pitt minus one, um, which was a good winner. Uh, Question: you you Pitt, Do you think Pitt played the better game, or were they lucky? Um. I think they were probably a little bit lucky, but I think part of the reason they didn't play a particularly good game in the second half is they got pretty conservative. Yeah. Which so isn't normally a Mike hard. Tomlin thing to do. I, I, I tend to think Mike Tomlin's one of the coaches that is less prone to go into the prevent offense. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a weird game. Um, yeah. Um, I, w- I wouldn't, I would say that like, I felt like, 
I deserve that win, but I also don't think like, oh, that was a slam dunk. Yeah. So, and then you had New Orleans plus three, which was a great winner at Atlanta. You had Washington plus three, which was awesome winner. You had Buffalo plus 16 and a half, which was outright winner. And you had the yeah. ni- the Niners plus. So you had you had the Niners, if Jimmy G doesn't go out, you, you got you got like the back door was wide open there. Oh, because they kicked the field goal instead of, wait. Yeah. They, they, they no. had a chance, I think, at one point. They, the back door was open. Anyways, and then okay. you had Arizona plus six versus Chicago, which, which was winning the whole time. And so you, you had a nice it. NFL week last week, and you're eight, six and one. You're crushing on the podcast right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be donating at this point a thousand dollars to some mm. random charity. Yes, random uh, I like I like uh, uh, David Frohart had a good listed something good for us to look at, which is like a uh, a Moneyball type charity or Moneyball thing that looks at charities. Okay. Uh, I'm starting with Baltimore plus the three over Pittsburgh as my first pick. Um, I think these two teams are actually, I think Baltimore is better than Pittsburgh. So I actually think Baltimore should be, this should be closer to a game closer to even than to three. So I like getting the three. I don't think there's okay. like a ton of value, but I just I think there's some value. Okay. I'm going to take Denver plus four and a half over. Kansas I think it's City. five. I think it's, five. it's, I was looking at this. It, it was, um, it's been moving around a lot, and I, I bet it too early. It's four and a half is the consent. It seems like it's four and a half. Okay. Pinnacle has four and a half. Chris has five. I don't um In Vegas, it seems like. I think we can go four with and five. Half in Vegas. Let's do four and a half. I, I, I think we should be. Okay. Four and a half. I would rather. Boom. Done. Let's be four and a half. Okay. Let's Denver plus four and a half. Okay. Denver, so uh, just for the record, I also have that. Yes, and and this is your second pick, uh, but I think that I, I think that there's a ridiculous amount of value on this line. I think it's a big overreaction to Kansas City. They've looked super good so far this year, and Denver hasn't been that great. But um, it's a divisional matchup. Um, you got the altitude, which actually isn't a huge factor, but as much as some people think. But I, I just don't think these teams like I don't think Kansas City is that much better than Denver. I, I have them. Separated by about two points on a neutral field. Basically, so basically I, I think Denver line, should be a small. Like, it should be about a pick. Yeah, it's an overreaction. Line. If it, this game were in Kansas City, they would be over a ten-point favorite over Denver. No, not ten. Close, pretty close to it, right? Yeah, I guess close. Four and a half, five home field, home field. Two places that people place a lot of value on home field: Denver and Kansas City. Yeah, not rightly so, but fine. I got home field at two point two four points for this particular game. Okay, which move on. High. So then we have we. I have mini plus the seven. Uh, you had stuff Sunday to say night. about this. You, you alluded to this earlier. Yeah, I, I just. I mean, I think I think it's an overreaction. I think I think the these, these are two elite teams um, in in the NFC and in, in Minnesota put together a stinker uh, against Buffalo and everyone lost their survivor picks and the Rams looked amazing. Um, and so when that happens, you get like some overreaction. And to me, this is overreaction. There's no way this line should be a touchdown to me. There's no way this line should be over. I don't even think it should be six points. I think the line should be more in the neighbor of like four and a half at the most. So I think you're getting value. Interesting. I actually think the line's priced 
right about where it should be, but which, you know, I, I thought I would have thought there'd been value in Minnesota, but yeah, um, I'm going to take Cincinnati plus five at Atlanta. Yeah. That's I one that's, I have also. Yeah. So. We, we, we're overlapping a lot this week. I, I, you know, since he, I, I, what's Atlanta's record? Are they one and two or two and one? I don't even Atlanta, they've, they've, uh, they're what did they did they win last week? No, they lost last week, right? They're one and My two. My memory is unbelievably bad sometimes. Well, you had a couple of drinks tonight. Atlanta's sure. one and two, but they lost to Philly, problem. they yeah. lost to New Orleans, they beat uh Carolina. Yeah, since he is has been better, we obviously have to consider priors, but Cincinnati has been way better than Atlanta so far this season. And so, I mean, at worst, they're even quietly, teams, so this line should quietly. be two and a half, right? Well, no, not at worst, they're even teams. Atlanta's still better, but by like less than half a point. Okay, fine. In my numbers. Although, and and to top it all off, Atlanta has a ton of injuries. Their defense, you know, they lost uh, they lost Deion Jones, they lost Keanu Neal, and then they lost um, they lost another safety um, this past week. I mean, th- their defense is pretty decimated at this point. And injuries do matter now all of a sudden, so that's good. Somehow, yeah, all of a sudden. Okay, your next one? Um, oh, because that was yours. Okay, too. As well, we well, basically so. we'll go over them at the end, but like we yeah. have a bunch of overlapping picks. So. We, have, we three of our five overlap this week. It's true. So Dallas, I'm going to take Dallas minus three against Detroit. Um, yeah. Do you want to go over your rationale for this one since I took the last one that we overlapped on? Uh, I mean, I just think Detroit. Dallas is a better team than Detroit. I think you know everyone is overreacting again to Detroit. Um, playing such a great game against um, New England. And it was, you know, that Dallas hasn't looked great this year. But the reality is I would, I would say that Dallas is a better team than Detroit. So this line should be more than three. Yeah, I, I agree that Dallas is the better team here. I think they should be about a six-point favorite. And Detroit played well, obviously, last week. but And Dallas is kind of underperformed, but we can't throw away the priors. It's all about the priors. And then you have two more plays. I do. Wait, so, so wait, you've, you've given, I've given is that all of yours? Picks. They've all Okay, been, so, they've so, all so let's re, to recap, Jeff's picks are Baltimore plus three over Pitt, Denver plus five and a half over KC, Minnesota, half, sorry, plus four and a half, Denver plus four and a half, Minnesota plus seven against the Rams, Dallas minus three against Detroit, and Cincy plus five against Atlanta. I've, yeah. I've given out so far Denver plus four and a half against Kansas City, Cincy plus five at Atlanta, Dallas minus three against Detroit. So we've hit the three overlapping. I'm also going to take Seattle, which is a minus. It's like between three and three and a half. Um, we're going to grade it at three and a half, though, because we are we're we're, we're we may be tattalicious, but we're honest. Tattalicious, honestalicious. That did not sound very good. Um, and then yeah, your final I'm, one is, and and my final one is going to be. I'm between two picks here, Jeff. You you, you see which two I have lined up. Just here. take which New Orleans. You see, like New okay. Orleans. I'm going to take New Orleans. I'm going to take another favorite because I don't take favorites that much. New Orleans minus three and a half, plus money, uh, minus three and a half uh, at the Giants. I think I'm still very high in New Orleans. The Giants' win did not do much to change my mind about them as a team. I just don't think Houston's very good. It was a good win, but you know they they beat a crap team. 
and New Orleans played extremely well, and I think they're going to win. I have them as more than a six-point favorite. All right. Well, there are picks this week. Um, Rufus's were Denver plus four and a half, Cincy plus the five, Dallas minus the three, Seattle minus the three and a half, and New Orleans minus the three and a half. And, um, you know, hopefully we will do better, or I will do better. Rufus can probably do the same. It'll be fine, but I should do better. Jack, you, you want me to do worse so that we can be, like, in closer competition? No, I want you to do better. I'd like people to get some value from having to listen to this podcast. Having um, to listen. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you in a week.